When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Burt Show. You were so done with your marriage in October, and then you said to yourself, you know what, I'm not doing anything about this. Thanksgiving's right around the corner. I'm, I'm not going to file. We got Halloween, you got Thanksgiving. Some and holidays, and you got Christmas, and you're like, man, I'm not going to do it here. But man, I'll tell you what, come January 1st, oh, I'm calling a divorce attorney. Well, there's a reason why January is called Divorce Month. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's why we have Jared Oxendine in this morning. Um, hey, Jared, how are you? Good morning, Burt Show. Doing <laughs> Great. Thanks for having me on. Attorney uh, Jared Oxendine. Um, Jared, we were just talking off the air, man. He was just like, yes, come January, the phones are ringing off the hook in the office. That's right. Holidays can be stressful, and a lot of people are already in a bad situation before the holidays, and then they go into the holidays, and it just gets worse, and you're doing the in-laws and all the kind of stressful things, and they just grin and bear it, and then January 1st hits. It is like the dog out of the cage on the first day of hunting season. All right, so if you have a question, because I, I've gone through divorce, man, and it is a mountain, an emotional mountain. It, it All the details is a mountain also, and sometimes you have no idea where to even start. If you have any questions on how to start a divorce, uh, Jared is here right now, uh, again from Oxendine Law, and you could call one, um, I forgot the phone number. 855 Birch Show. 855-237-8746-23-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years
you know, or woman, I've had females do this too, mm-hmm. where you're so controlling, right, of your spouse. Like, mm-hmm. for example, I have, I have spouses that are not allowed to touch the thermostat. Right? I mean, their spouse is that controlling. Like, if they touch the thermostat and lower the temperature, raise the temperature, they're in trouble for it. And then that snowballs into micromanaging the finances and what they do during their free time. And it's just, you know, snowball effect. Well, I do kind of understand the thermostat. one eight five five Virtue. All right, so before we get our, our caller on, um, and obviously there's like um, client attorney privilege and stuff like that. And so obviously, you know, keep it anonymous. But I would like to spill a little bit of tea. What's the worst thing you've ever seen? Oh my gosh, I've had so much crazy stuff. I mean, I have had probably the worst thing I've ever seen is there was this, I represented the wife and she was married to this big wig financial guy. I mean, he was like the top guy, one of the major financial firms, international financial firm. And she went to the back of his closet one day and she found some female clothing that was not hers, including high heel shoes and dresses. And, you know, she found this box. It had some, like, videos in there that were kind of, you know, not of the type of sexual stuff that she was used to. And so, long story short, I mean, this guy was a cross-dresser. And you actually, mm-hmm. if you worked at his firm, you had to actually buzz his office. He's on a separate floor by himself. He kept his office locked. And you had to buzz him and give him, like, 30 minutes advance notice just as a co-worker to visit him at his office. It, so who knows what this guy was out there, right? not wow. only on the streets, but wow. also in his office. So sure. he was a cross-dresser. I mean, it's just all kinds of crazy stuff. Jared Oxendine from Oxendine Law is here. A divorce attorney, if you have any questions at all, you've been thinking about it, one eight five five Burt show Hey, Kristen, good morning. Do we Hi, get- thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining. What's up? Um, so I am separated from my, um, soon-to-be ex-husband. Uh, we have joint 50-50 custody of our two boys. Um, he makes, uh, at least double the amount of income I do. Um, so I'm just wondering if, you know, once we get separated and everything or go through a file for divorce, if I am owed any of his income or especially 401k retirement or anything or how that works. Absolutely. So anything acquired during the marriage is marital. It doesn't matter if your husband is the only one that acquired the money in his 401k, for example. If it was earned during the marriage, you've got a claim to it. If he's the breadwinner and he's been supporting you financially and you haven't been working, for example, he's probably going to owe you some alimony, not to mention child support, even in a 50-50 situation on custody. If he makes more money than you, he still would have to pay some support. So make sure you have a, a consultation with a very good, experienced divorce attorney so you can get what you're entitled to. I feel like today I hear a lot more men be vocal about their fear of getting married, even if they're in love because of what divorce could look like. Do you think that's a legit fear or do you think a lot of men are misinformed in that area? I think it's both. I, I will say the, the marriage rate for the younger generation is on the decline. Mm-hmm. It just is. That's a fact. Um, society has changed. Cultures have changed. You know, it's not frowned upon as much to see two people that are living together. You know, it used to be they're living in sin. You know, they're living mm-hmm. together and they're not married. That's not really around as much anymore. But think about the example where you need some protections. If you don't get married, you spend 20 years with somebody and let's say they're the one making all the money. They've got all the assets in their name and then you break up, you get nothing. So let's talk about that for just one second. I'm glad you brought this up because the trends are starting to change now. So let's say you do live with somebody for 12 years, 13 years, but you never get married. It's very different. Like, what is it called? Common law marriage? Is that a thing? That went away in 1997, January 1st of 1997. So after that date, if you enter into a common law marriage, it's not recognized anymore. So your example, 12 years, if your name's not on anything, you get nothing. So if you're going to stay together 
and not get married. Make sure your name is on the bank account. Make sure your name is on the house. Can't do anything about the retirement account if it's a 401k, mm -hmm. but you got to be careful if you're not going to get married because then you don't have that legal contract. Mm. Um, I, I want to ask because I, Britney Spears got screwed and I don't want anybody else to get screwed. So I read her book and in it, they had her file for the divorce because ultimately she ended up getting screwed because then she had to pay for all of Ke Kevin Federline's attorney fees and she didn't realize that. Like they had spun it for her that for um, public opinion, it was better for her to file than for him to file because then she looked like a bad wife and mother, et cetera, whatever. So I wanted to ask you for others. Does it matter who files or is that only this situation because there's so much at stake? Um, like, is there a benefit to filing first? Is there a benefit to filing second or not fi having the other person file? couple benefits to filing first. So if you file first, you're controlling when the process gets started. You're also controlling whether or not a hearing gets scheduled at the time you file the case. The strategical advantage that I like is in court, if you filed first, you get the first word with the judge or the jury and the last word. Other than that, there's no benefit. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Hey, Lindsay, good morning. You're part of the Burt Show. Good morning. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you. We've got uh, Jared Oxendine in here from Oxendine Law. He can help you out. So I am currently in a wonderful marriage. However, my husband did have um, children prior, and they were not married, but they have all the child support and everything set up and all of that. And I was curious how that works um, now that we've gotten married. Does that get looked at again? Um, I actually make more money and didn't know how that works. So you're worried that he's going to have to pay more child support because the two of you have combined income now. Right. Not true. So the his child support okay. obligation for his other children is only going to be based on his income. So they can't look at your assets or your income and in coming up with his child support ob obligation. Um, there are two people that are married. Um, one of them is screwing around on the other one so much that the other one's like, I can't take this anymore. We are going or getting a divorce. Does a judge actually look at infidelity um, in divorce cases or does it not matter at all? Judge does. Now, I will say it doesn't make as much of an impact as it used to. It used to be if you committed adultery and that was the reason for the divorce, judge was going to hammer you. Now, unfortunately, the judges see that all the time. You'd be shocked <laughs> how many cases involve adultery. And unless it's just a crazy case, the judge still might divide all the assets 50-50. You know, the, the example I always like to give is I actually represented the bad guy in this case. I represented the pilot and his wife was disabled and she required caregivers to take care of her. And so what he did is he ran off with his airline stewardess, left her high and dry, stopped paying the bills, stopped paying for her caregiver. Yes, in that case, he got hammered and the judge gave her most of the assets. My other funny story is I represented the wife in this other case and her husband was a serial adulterer. Mm -hmm. And we came up with a scheme. She did not want him to get any of her assets. So she came to me and said, what can we do so that when I get divorced, I get everything? And I said, you know what? Let's do a postnuptial agreement. People don't know this. You can do a postnuptial agreement, which is like a prenuptial agreement, but it's an agreement you enter into after you get married. So we drew this thing up because she caught him red-handed. And it said, if you ever cheat on me again and I have to file for divorce, I get it all. Mm. He signed it. He, oh. Oh. he signed it. What dummy? Six <laughs> months later. Six months later, guess who's sitting in my office? <laughs> <laughs> and she got it all. Genius. <laughs> all right, that is attorney Jared Oxendine from Oxendine Law. You guys, I'm sure, have a website, right? We do, oxlawfirm.com. Appreciate you coming on in. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Enjoyed it. <laughs> 
The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Oppenheimer completely dominated the Golden Globes last night. They swept for movies. Succession led the pack for television. And let me tell you, there were a lot of jokes about not only Oppenheimer, but Barbie as well. So the host for the Golden Globes was a comedian named Joe Coy, who um, isn't getting a ton of love. Oh, on that was out loud. How it was. Uh-huh. He's getting slammed, right? He's getting absolutely They're slammed. Yeah. They should be was cooking him. Jokes just really bad, just didn't flow. Why? What did you think? You watched it. <laughs> yes, and I'm about to tell you one of the major reasons why I had a huge problem. But we'll we'll start off a little bit easy. So he, I guess, found out about this 10 days ago that he was going to be the host of the Golden Globes. And so we talked about how he was binging all of the movies and films and TV, TV shows that were going to be honored at the awards show. And he started off strong by um, making fun of the length of Oppenheimer. I felt like because... Barbie resonated with so many women on such an emotional and spiritual and personal level that the joke that he made, it was just really tone deaf. So, yeah, it's so you can crack jokes about Barbie, right? His one, the jokes weren't funny and his delivery sucked. <laughs> I mean, he fumbled the bag on several of them and it just it it, it just it didn't land. Yeah, he's getting hammered today. I, I didn't watch any of it last night. He's getting hammered today. They are cooking him. Man, yeah. I, I, I just watched it. I'm, that's a tough gig for a comedian. I honestly wouldn't want it. Not with that room, not at that stage. But I, I think he definitely needed better material. He needed better writers around him. He didn't grab the room, and he kept blaming the crowd for his material not hitting. And I think when comedians <laughs> bomb and start to do that, you're spiraling really fast. Yeah, it didn't seem like any of the actors in the room were particularly thrilled with any of the jokes. Like when it flashed to Ryan for that joke about his eyes and Barbie, like Ryan Gosling was not having any of it. And you could tell it just wasn't hitting. Look, all those comedians, all the actors are going to are gonna want to host next year because they're like, compared to this dude, I'm going to crush I have a nomination for who needs to host next year because they crushed it as pre- when the present when the present uh, people who are presenting awards are like ten times more entertaining than the host. You know there's something wrong with the host, but I, Andre Day and Jean Baptiste when they presented together, oh my god, they worked so well together, and you could tell like they were just riffing off of each other, and they did so good, and they were so sweet and so funny. I hands down um, nominate them to host next year, but they have to get all new camera people because they 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 blew it with the camera angles. Everything so. I mean, we got a, we got a lovely video of the carpet for a while. Um, I don't know if anybody they even had a rehearsal because people would stand up to present an award and their back was to the camera, and so they had to like it. it it was a hot mess. The only host that I would watch over and over and over again is Ricky Gervais, just because he mm. loves ripping on the celebrities that are right in front of him. Yep. I mean, I, hard. Hardcore. Yeah. I actually saw him, I think it was his Golden Globes hosting speech or monologue <laughs> when he was talking about the Epstein thing, and they just kept like flashing to all of the different actors in the room and just how uncomfortable they were. So if, you know what? I think I might be on the Ricky Gervais bus as well. He does not give a F. There would have been a lot of Epstein jokes in that room if he was there. Yeah. He won last night. He did? Yeah. There was some award that he ended up winning. I can't remember. I don't remember. Because they added the Golden Globes. Because that won the cinematic um, achievement. Box office. Yep. Because that's for like, instead of the artsy movies, they're like, hey, if your movie made Buku bucks, mm. then for the fans. And so it was so weird to see like Barbie, Oppenheimer, 
Mario Brothers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> Exactly. All right, well, Swifties are mad at the New York Times after an article came out that demanded she come out as gay. I'll explain on your next E-Buzz on The Burt Show. Get it. The Burt Show. Everything going a little bit too smoothly in Kristen's life, so she thought she'd start digging and meddling in other people's. Yeah, some time to kill. It's pretty much how it goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, for the, for the record, this is consensual meddling, okay? Is it? It was, because I asked Kelsey if I could do it, and she said yes. Well, then why isn't she on to hear it? I don't know. She's going to have to listen later. Maybe something happened this morning. But after we did our texting tutor and she shot her shot and John turned her down because he said he was in a situationship, I asked Mo, do you think he's actually in a situationship or if he's just using that as an excuse because he doesn't want to go out with her? I said, I think it's lies. Okay. What does it matter? That's what he used. It doesn't. I mean, the bottom line is the dude doesn't want to hang out with her. So why even, you don't even know her. I guess I do. I know her. It's Kelsey. (laughs) (laughs) It's Kelsey. She's a first show listener. And I wanted, listen, I hit her. Tommy obviously had her contact information. I hit her up and I said, hey, would you like me to do a little digging? We both got a hankering for the truth. So I did some Okay. All right. So this is the listener that we had on Friday. If you missed it, our texting tutor. There she is at a party on New Year's Eve. And it's mostly couples. There's a couple of singles. And um, this dude kind of comes up to her like at 1130 and starts vibing with her a little bit, make sure that she's single. And then right before the stroke of midnight, he comes up behind her and he's like, hey, you're single. I'm single. What are you thinking? So they kiss. She was impressed enough that she didn't even know who this dude was. They didn't even have conversation. It's kind of sexy. Um, but then she goes and she starts to ask her friends, like, do you know who that guy was? Anybody? Anybody? Can you give me his phone number? So she gets the phone number from a friend. She comes to us. We text this dude to say, hey, remember me? I'm the one with the herp um, that you kissed <laughs> on New Year's Eve. And he's like, I do remember you. And she's like, do you want to go out for a drink? And he's like, ah, dang it. I'm in a situationship. Ended it. Done. Over. He didn't want to go out. Not enough for Kristen. Nope, it wasn't. And it wasn't enough for Kelsey either. We were all (laughs) proud of her for putting herself out there and being bold, because I know that's several people's word for 2023. Um, But sometimes you just, I don't like fake people, and I hate lies, so I'm like, let's just do some digging. Let's just see what happens, okay? So Kelsey gave me all the information for John, right? And I started doing a little digging online and immediately went to Instagram because that's where, you know, she had gone as well. And I did a deep dive on his Instagram and I didn't find a lot from his actual profile. So I had to put more focus into the comments on any of his pictures, what little there were. And I focused more on who he's following and who was following him, right? So I started going through like his followers and the accounts and started, um, or the comments to go to other accounts. And so I kind of got some semblance of his friend group and who he had been hanging out with. Um, looks like they had a great time in Cabo last year, by the way. <laughs> um, but still wasn't able to find if there was any, like, relationship, right? I mean, there were from some group photos or whatever, but nothing that was, like, conclusive. Well, I mean, typically with the situationship, you're not really posting each other on the feed. You True. keep it on the DL so your other hoes don't see it. So... That is I, correct, Abby. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> just making sure the people at home knew. Yes. <laughs> And then I went to Facebook. He is non-existent on Facebook, but I did 
do a cross-reference of his Insta friends on Facebook and see if there was anything. And it was still too hard to decipher if he's in any kind of relation situationship um, from the pictures that I was able to see because I'm not following them. So you only get limited ask, uh, you know, access to people's Facebook profiles. Real quick sidebar question has nothing to do with this whatsoever. Um, question for the woman with a career uh-huh. and a husband yes. and a three-year-old <laughs> and three dogs. Yes. Uh, how much time did you spend? I don't know. Uh, half an hour, hour. Time is two a hours. is a construct. <laughs> <laughs> what is time? <laughs> just just curious. Made it up. I'm just curious. Jimmy was napping. I was not taking time away from my son. Just, okay, so an hour or two. Sure. Okay. <laughs> um, and I had stuff on. I was watching TV, and oh, I was okay. like, so you're multitasking. I was multitasking. Okay. Gross. <laughs> All right. So after I did my like social media deep dives, I had to. Switch gears. Can't stop there. No. No. <laughs> so I reached out to a friend of mine and asked if she was sliding his DMs <laughs> and shoot her shot. So now you're recruiting <laughs> friends in your meddling. Yes, okay. I am. And yeah, hey, birds of a feather flock together. She was DTF. Um, entrapment or fact-finding mission, tomato, tomato, right? So she slid into his DMs. And she actually waited, um, we figured, let's let's wait until like late, late Saturday night, because then it'd be like, you know, a booty, a booty call. And she hit him up, she hit John up and said, You up? <laughs> oh, so original. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> She's really hot, she by the way. She can't win it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're that hot, all you really need is two words. You up? Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he did respond. He said, I am. She goes, found your page and took a chance. He goes, why can't you sleep? And she goes, lonely. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> now we're down to one word. <laughs> She's really not with one word. <laughs> this was, I know, it's so bad. I, I, I will get these from time to time from randos, total randos right? going, you up? You up? And then I'll look at the profile picture, and if she's that hot, I know it's a fake. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um... She said lonely, and he goes, I second that. And then she goes, why is it so hard to find someone? <laughs> oh, come on, really? Oh, come on. Yeah. Okay. Um, she's off her game. Uh, he goes, I don't know, but wish I did. And she goes, I take it, the letter U, the letter R, single. <laughs> oh, this is Tyler Perry script. <laughs> <laughs> we were laying it on thick. I take it you are single. And he responded, I am. Oh, oh. 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 are you now? Well, he was also single at midnight on the 31st <laughs> until he was in a situation ship. Yes. Okay. But if he really wanted, if he really wanted to, yeah. he would be single. Um, and so after she had acquired the information that she needed, she hit him up with something we have in common. And then she said, let's chat tomorrow, blushing emoji face. And then she gave it a hot second and she blocked him. That way they couldn't communicate anymore. Okay. <laughs> so we found out that he was, like Mo had confirmed what I had thought also, yeah. lying. 
Yes. Oh, okay. Oh. I'm on bird side now. Kelsey oh. didn't need that. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't need that information at all. But now you spent two come... hours of your life no, think about saying this. exactly what we knew. <laughs> I did not. Listen to me. Listen to me really, really quick. So, no, she could have been sitting here thinking, well, it's a situationship and it might end. She was still occupying her brain with this man who could potentially be a suitor of some sort if this situationship ended. I don't now remember. Know... How do you know that? How do you, how do you know she was thinking any of that stuff? Because she was. <laughs> Kelsey won't even call us back. (laughs) But now she can completely kick his trash ass to the side. (laughs) Now we can move on. We can move on. We moved on. You're on The Burt Show. So many weird things happened to Mo on this last vacation that... We are now, what, our fourth day into being back from our holiday, and he's still telling us about the crap that happened. (laughs) What happened now? Seems to be all of my vacations. I don't know why, but (laughs) I can't think of many things that would be more embarrassing than you being at a pool party that is just lit, people everywhere, and then you having to be saved because you almost drowned. <laughs> oh, I'd rather drown. I think Just I'd rather let drown. Let me go too. to the bottom. No. Yes. Way. That's <laughs> it for me. Pool party or beach? Pool party. Oh, yeah. Let me just sink to the bottom. Pool. But <laughs> <laughs> everybody. And I really realized how difficult lifeguards have it in this situation because I saw this entire thing play out. And there was this one particular woman that was in the pool. And this was like the pool party that this hotel was throwing where they invited everyone. It wasn't just exclusive to the hotel. So there were a lot of people there, like two different DJs. There are people everywhere. It's like a Vegas pool party. Exactly. So inside the pool, outside the pool, it's crazy. Hmm. Luckily for me, we had uh, we were staying at that particular hotel, so we had a nice little spot at one end of the pool. And there are like lifeguards kind of standing all around the pool. And it's one like right behind me who I'm like riffing and joking with the entire time. So there's this one girl that's like, um, we're at, sitting at kind of like tables. Like, you know how they have tables inside of the pool? She's sitting at a table herself, but it's it's a little further down to my right. And it was pretty obvious, and this is like early in the pool party. I mean, I might have been in the pool 30, 40 minutes at this point. And you can stand. Yeah, I can stand. Yeah. She was a little shorter. I don't know if she could. Okay. But she was lit, and it was obvious. But it didn't seem she like she was lit to the point where it would be a problem It just seemed like she was in her own space of having a good time the way that she normally does. So there was this one incident when this is when I thought, okay, this could be a problem. Because I, like, look over to my right, and she's under the water, like, fully emerged in the water. And she doesn't appear to be paying attention to where she's going or what she's doing, which is odd because there's so many people in the pool. Mm -hmm. It's also odd to me because, me personally, I can never put my head under the water Mm -hmm. at a public pool party. Just can't do it. That is for sure. (laughs) That alone. I remember going to pool parties in my 20s in Vegas and being right in the thick of it, and then in my 30s realizing... All those dudes have been in the pool all day, and I ain't seen one of them get up and go to the bathroom. Uh-huh. 20 beers. You ain't had to go to the bathroom in two hours. I mean, I really think when I was at that towel pool party that I could actually see the color of the water change. <laughs> yes. oh, yeah. Seriously. You can. You, you can. can. From, two, from like noon to like Ew. six at night. The, Seriously. The color changes. Uh-huh. Because I, cause I was in there early because it, it was our hotel. But after a couple hours of people getting there, you could see it get a little cloudy. It's true. Yeah. It is 100% the truth. That's a real thing. So I'm watching her, and I'm already blown away by the fact that she's doing that. And then she kind of, like, bumps in to our table. 
and she does it accidentally, I don't know what to do. I'm like, do I is try she's to? still underwater? She's still underwater. And she, she's like kind of floating. What's it now, like four or five minutes? <laughs> that she's been under? Yeah. yeah about that. <laughs> so I'm like, right, do I save her? Do I mind my business? Like, what do I do? And then as soon as I get this thought. Is that even a question? <laughs> she's been under the water that long and you're like, no, should really, I save It somebody? wasn't four or five minutes, though. It, it, was, it was honestly probably 30 seconds at that point. Okay. I, again, I don't know if this is just something she's doing. So I don't want to just go and touch her. Is and she she looks swimming, at me like, or is get she off drowning? Because she's not like flailing. No, not at all. She's just kind of like sinking to the bottom, floating, <laughs> just kind of just doing her thing. So I'm like, is she, is she okay or not? Like we're all trying to figure this out. Then she bumps into the table. So at that point, I think, okay, maybe she's in trouble. And then right as I got that thought, she like pops her head up. And like shakes her hair off and looks at us and goes, sorry. <laughs> and she goes right back to her friends. So I'm like, okay, she's, she's lit. But then you can see the lifeguards start to be concerned. So one of them walked over after that incident and whispered something to her. And I don't know what they said, but she clearly says back, I'm fine. I'm just having a good time. I'm fine. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, she's, she's fine. Yeah. So maybe five minutes go by, 10 minutes go by. She does it again. Like she, I don't know if like this is her move. I genuinely can't tell if this is her move or if she is legit passing out and then coming back to and then just going back to the party. So she might be using this as like some kind of like pickup tactic. No clue. Like I've never seen it before. Like walking underwater to bump your table. <laughs> yeah. And then she, she like snaps out of it and you can kind of see that she's lit. Yeah. But she just, sorry, and just goes back to partying. So I'm thinking, all right, this is her thing. Yeah. The third time she did it, she was a little closer to, like, like in front of our table. And this time she didn't come back up. Oh. So I was like, okay, I, I don't know at this point. And then as soon as I got the thought that maybe she's not, like, partying at this point anymore. Yeah. You just see all of the lifeguards just jump into the water at yeah. the same time. One literally jumped over me. Yeah. Over me and the table. And they had to literally grab her and lift her out of the pool. She was clearly out of it. Damn. So I think each time, that's when it hit me. I'm mm -hmm. like, I think she legit passed out for yeah. a second both times, but she just happened to come back too and just snapped out of it and went right back to it. <laughs> Could you imagine being a lifeguard in that situation? Well, like one of those Vegas pool parties? You'd have to have, I mean, serious head on a swivel, man. I mean, yes. Because they had to watch her for a good hour. And each time someone went to her and whispered, like, I guess they probably told her, we're going to have to ask you to get out the pool if you keep this behavior up. And she kept telling them, like, she had an attitude with them. Like, right. I'm fine. Leave me alone. Yeah. I'm just having a good time. But that third time, uh, she wasn't having such a good time. But they did save her. They had to, like, CPR, everything, the whole nine. I saw the whole thing happen, took out the pool, laid her down, CPR. She was upset, like, after it all happened. But I think she was just embarrassed. embarrassed. Yeah. But she was, like, upset about it all. And I'm like, nah, they just they saved, just your, saved life. your life. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what are you mad about? How, the audacity right. of you to actually do your job <laughs> and save my life. Welcome to Dubai, man. I uh, know. It was a right? good time. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas, make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you gotta have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% 
50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount. Code Abby. The Bird Show. All right, let's check back in with Sierra here. Sierra has herself a dating antichrist. This is a term we use a lot on The Bird Show. If you're a new Bird Show family member, and the dating antichrist is the person that is just like, they're so bad for you. It's a toxic, dysfunctional relationship. So you break up and then they do something to where you get back together and then you break up and they do something again. And you just, they have this gravitational pull on you and you can't seem to get away until finally they do something so bad. You're like, I'm done, right? So Sierra is in one of these relationships right now and she was going to be in the same room with this guy over the weekend and called us on Friday to say, what can I do? to mentally make sure that I do not hook up with this guy again. And I think we all gave her very solid suggestions. Yours, of course, is... Don't shave your legs, wear your period panties. (laughs) No woman feels sexy in those period panties. Yours was more mature. Well, I kind of spawned off of Abby's, but yeah, we both had like the same idea of you need to remind yourself of what a horrible boyfriend this guy was. Yeah, so my idea was, I'm like, just write down three different scenarios of when this guy was just a total D-bag to you so that you can go into this situation with the fresh memory that you've just thought of of why you shouldn't be with this guy. And then you had the suggestion that you should have some kind of reminder plan. So maybe you put, like, reminders in your calendar, like, every 30 minutes while you're at this party, just letting you know this is why you shouldn't get back with this guy. Yeah, I I suggested having a friend text, but if you don't want to put your friend on the spot like that, Cassie was like just have your phone pop up with like calendar reminders and every single one is like remember that time mm-hmm. when he didn't get you a birthday gift and didn't even apologize about it. <laughs> so we were thinking if Sierra came back on here and she ended up hooking up with this guy that wasn't our fault. We gave her plenty of opportunities, plenty of things to do. Alright Sierra, you gotta be honest with us. Tell us about the <laughs> night. Go ahead. Um, so I wasn't perfect but I, I guess I'm proud of myself. Um I tried my best to avoid talking to him. Um, you know, I also, like, didn't want to be, like, rude or make it a thing. So I was polite. I was cordial. I said hello. Um, we Like, I talked to him in a few, like, group conversations, but I tried to, like, leave as well so we didn't talk too much. Um, and I told one of my friends to, like, intervene or pull me away if it seemed like I was getting, like, tempted or talking to him too much, but... Honestly, I I did it all on my own, like, and I didn't need her to, to pull me away. Um, <laughs> so I did really well in person. And then what I'm not super proud of is I almost, again, fell for the, the act. Um, after I left, he started texting me, you know, telling me how much he misses me and how seeing me earlier made him realize how he messed up and... I should have just shut down the conversation, but I mean, I was sort of engaging in it. And then it wasn't until he asked me if he could come over, which was at 1 a.m. Um, I told him no, and he didn't respond. So that was the last we we spoke. That was it. 
So I can't say I handled it perfectly, but I definitely handled it better than I would have in 2023. So I guess I did good. You I did. Know. Yes, you did. I'm okay. not mad at it. Yeah, let's focus on the end result here, not yeah. the stumbling and bumbling on the way to get there, which I think you, you handled okay. pretty well. Okay. At the end of the night, he didn't come over. You didn't hook up with this guy. Who cares about yeah. the, how you got there? I think this is real growth. And mm-hmm. to me, this is sort of like anything, any bad habit that you're trying to get rid of. So like, for example, it's January, you're trying to eat a little bit better. And so maybe, you know, you've been on this diet for a week and you go into the pantry and you see those Oreos and you're like, oh God, those Oreos look good. And then you think about getting the Oreos and then you open the pack and then you smell the Oreos. But then at the end of the day, you put the Oreos back in the pantry and you didn't eat the Oreos. <laughs> and to me, that's exactly what this situation was. You smelled the Oreos. I don't think you licked the Oreos, but you, you put them away. You put the Oreos yeah. away and you didn't full on engage. So I'm proud of you too. <laughs> I, Thank you. I agree. I think this is a complete win. I don't think there's anything for you not to be proud of. I mean, even in the fact that you, you heard him out, I think there's strength in that. You didn't have to completely avoid him in order to make the right decision. You heard him out and you saw how his antics led to the one thing that he clearly wants, which is to come over and you shut it down. I, I, I don't see why you're not proud of that as well. And if anything, you made it more difficult on yourself. Like the fact that you engaged and you kind of mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you put yourself in a position where you really could have caved and you almost set yourself up for failure, but you overcame. So if anything, I think you, you over succeeded. Good for you. Um, I want to build on Abby's analogy of the Oreos. Okay. And I want to circle it back to you with Abby's analogy of the Oreos. You do a really great job. You put that Oreo in your hand, you smell it. And then you're like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. So you put it back in the pantry. But there the Oreos are. And you still know they're in the pantry. Double stuffed or single? That's important. Double, duh. Double, man. Yeah. All right. But they're still in the pantry. And your mind knows that. So you'll be tempted again the next day and the next day and the next day unless you throw the Oreos out or you put water on them and then throw them out because then they can't be eaten. The equivalent of that for you right now is blocking this dude. Because right now he yeah. still has access to you. He's going to text you. Dudes like this, the Antichrist, the dating Antichrist, they will use, this is challenging for him now. This is intoxicating for him Bad. now, all right? Mm-hmm. You finally said no. He's going to come at you harder. you got to block him right now. Close the pantry. Do not eat the Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. Can you do it? I, I think I can. Put your phone, I, I in, put your phone in your hand right now. Put your phone in your hand right now. Okay, I'm going to do it right now. Okay. It's probably okay, in your hands right now. Actually. <laughs> How is she talking to us? She's communicating with us. And we tell everybody not to use speakerphones. <laughs> <laughs> when you get off with us, because you're clearly on your phone right now, <laughs> you got to block him, okay? I, I, I did it. I, I did it. You did it? You did it. You just did it. Yeah, I put you off speakerphone. Good phone. for you. All right. <laughs> Oreos out of the picture. Good job. Proud of you. Be Thank proud you. of yourself. However, we are all going to eat them after the show. Today. Ooh, double stuff. Mm. Especially double stuff, man. Ooh. I ate three crumble cookies this weekend. <gasps> Look at oh you. All in the same city. Three? Those things are huge. Maybe there was a gummy involved. <laughs> You're living on the edge. Or two. <laughs> hey, I'm not drinking. <laughs> the Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. The New York Times released an article that basically demanded one of the biggest artists of our generation come out as gay. 
Taylor Swift. What is up with an article like that? It's so bizarre. So you might be wondering, Abby, why is one of the most respected news outlets in the country speculating about an artist's sexuality? And forcing somebody to come out. Yeah, isn't that kind of messed up? Like, didn't we as a society agree that the kindest thing for the LGBTQ community was to let people come out on their own terms and their own way because it can be a very difficult thing for people. And what publication was this again? The New York Times. Okay. The New York Times. Yeah, it's not the National Enquirer. Like, this is like- <laughs> <laughs> so let me back up just a little bit. There's this conspiracy theory in the Swifty community about Taylor Swift being gay. And they call themselves the Gaylers, which is admittedly a very fun and quirky name. But anyway, it's a large group of fans that see her lyrics through a queer lens and interpret cer- certain lyrics that Taylor Swift is secretly trying to say that she's bi, but won't come out and actually say it. She wants to use her lyrics as a way to come out. Okay, so it, to be a Gayler, do you have to be gay or do you just have to think Taylor Swift is gay? You just have to believe in the conspiracy theory that she is a part of the LGBTQ community. Okay. And before I explain this theory before we actually go down the rabbit hole. Let me state that Taylor has already come out multiple times saying she's not gay. Most recently, it was in the prologue to her 1989 re-recorded album that she talks about being an ally to this community that she is not a part of. So this has really stayed within the Swifty community until an editor from the New York Times released an opinion piece that speculates on her sexuality and pretty much claims that Taylor is a member of the LGBTQ community and she is doing harm to the entertainment industry because she's not coming out. So this woman, for context, has already written an article doing the same thing to Harry Styles. And this article about Taylor Swift that she wrote is called Look What We Made Taylor Swift Do. It's by Anna Marks. She's an editor for the opinion uh, section in the New York Times. And in it, this author opens up by talking about a queer country artist who had thought about ending her life because of the difficulties of breaking into the music industry in 2006, very different times. So the entire article leans into this conspiracy theory and pretty much all but calls Taylor Swift gay and is like, we need Taylor Swift to come out because right now in the year of our Lord 2024, where some of the most prominent musical acts in the country are gay. People who are gay in the music industry can't succeed until somebody big comes out and says that they're gay. Let me just state for the record. We have Lil Nas X, Troy Sivan, Janelle Monet, Elton John, Miley Cyrus. We have incredible musical acts that are openly gay. Lil Nas X is gay? (laughs) (laughs) Is this breaking news for you? (laughs) This is so ick. It's so Like everything about it is so ick. Why she's literally, she's a bully. Like she's trying to bully somebody into coming out when she doesn't, like, you don't know. Well, not only do you not know, Taylor herself has said, I am not. It's like, if I came on and I talked about dating boys, but then people in the comments of our Burt show, um, if people saw in the videos that we post on our Burt show uh, social media, they're like, Abby's not actually straight. She's actually talking about women when she talks about her dating stories. It would be, it's so, so deeply... Problematic, And so I actually, I followed this uh, Taylor Swift commentator. His name is the Swiftologist. And <laughs> he actually has a really great like hour long video uh, talking about how harmful this is. And this is not the first time it has happened to other artists and it has deeply impacted them. 
Speculating at length in the New York Times and spreading false information and conspiracy theories about someone's sexuality is so far from living in aspiration. That is not an aspirational world of a gay experience that I, as a gay person, want to live in. A queer life without friction should mean that people do not take this much of a studied interest in other people's sexuality. To be fulfilled and to feel accepted, you cannot also feel harassed, bullied, and scared. Other celebrities who experienced behavior like this, such as Kit Harington, Louis Tomlinson, Harry Styles, have spoken about how incredible psychologically damaging this crusade to out them was. Lauren from Fifth Harmony felt that she was further boxed into the closet because of this and painted as a predatory lesbian trying to turn Camila Cabello into being interested in women and she described that was an incredibly painful experience for her and it did not lead her to any sort of self-acceptance and it did not lead the culture towards any wider acceptance either. That's what this kind of speculation does. It encourages a culture of fear and silence. It does not alleviate it. So it's incredibly harmful to have these kinds of pieces mm-hmm. come out. And I am so shocked that the New York Times, I mean, it's one thing if it was, you know, a tabloid fodder, but this yeah. is an incredibly respected publication. And granted, it's an opinion piece. So, I mean, this is just somebody's opinion. But to come out and basically demand that Taylor Swift be gay or, the, or the, otherwise other acts can't be successful is ridiculous. I don't even get why it's relevant. I mean, you're entitled to the music that these artists create and whatever that they're creating. Their sexual lives is so irrelevant to the fact that they're artists. I I, I never really got the whole wanting to know what they do in their bedroom thing. You know, at the end of the day, even though it's the New York Times, they are still content providers. So they have to get clicks and they have to get people to their newspapers and they have to get people to their website. And they know an article like this is going to do it because it it does seem very un-New York Times-ish. Mm, yeah, well, I think they should delete it. But anyway, for more stories, head to the Bird Show podcast on your favorite listening platform. Get it. The Bird Show. I am pretty sure when I said this the other day on the show, I think all of you guys sort of, uh, I could see you nodding your head yes to it. I think like 90% of my friends at one point or another over the last couple of weeks has said they had a cold, flu, been in bed for the last four days. Same for you guys, right? Yeah, I was one of them. Yeah, me too. I had that gnarly stomach bug. I have I haven't been that sick and I I can't remember how long it was it was just so and then they get to be sick over the holidays oh, yeah for some reason it just exacerbates it and for me and a lot of my friends it was the same symptoms it's like uh, you get this cold and cough and then you start shivering and then for me it was like sweating in the middle of the night like waking up in a pool of sweat for like three days and then it goes away. Uh, But everybody seems to have had it, right? So what the heck is this? And how can you avoid getting sick, right? This time of year, the director of the CDC, did you hear that? The director of the CDC thinks, I think, that she's going to be on CNN right now. She is not. (laughs) Uh, She is Dr. Mandy Cohen joining the Bird Show this morning. Good morning. Good morning. So great to be on with you guys. We are so glad and honored that you're with us. Thanks for having me. Right. I mean, granted, you're right down the street, but still, it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah, it's great to be a new to, to Atlanta. Great to be on the show for the first time. Well, thank you. Uh, I assure you that you're going to lose some IQ points by the end of this conversation. Um, so what, <laughs> I'm not even sure exactly what to ask you, but it does seem like everybody has this. Yeah. So yeah. what are you what is this and what are you supposed to do to avoid this? Yeah, it is the season, right, where 
we've just had holidays. We were already seeing a lot of germs circulating before Christmas. And then, of course, everyone got together and they were traveling. And germs love to spread at this time of year. So we are seeing both a lot of respiratory virus and some, um, yeah, ugly stomach bugs and other things circulating right now. So we have to go back to what we know works and the tools that we have to protect ourselves, right? They're, I know they're boring, but they work. Um, obviously, get vaccinated for the things we have vaccines for, right? So I have a nine and 11 year old daughters and I got them both the updated COVID shot. They got their flu shot and it doesn't mean they're never going to get sick this season, but I can know that they're going to be protected from the worst of what those viruses can bring. And then it's like all the normal stuff, right? Are you bringing hand sanitizer with you? Are you washing your hands? Um, are you staying home when you're sick? That's the hardest one for me, right? Is you don't want to miss anything. You got to get to work. You got to pick up the kids, all the things. But are you staying home when you're sick, particularly thinking about who are you around and making sure you're not spreading those germs. All right, Dr. Uh, Mandy Cohen, what I need you to do is come up with a way to teach a two-year-old how to cover his mouth when he coughs. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. You know, the whole elbow thing, we're uh -huh. still learning that, right? I was on a plane the other day and someone was coughing. I was like, cover your cough, man. You're an adult. Um, yeah, so look, we know what to do um, and when we just need to do that to protect ourselves and each other. And, you know, not everyone is at the same level of risk, but no one wants to be sick, right? Even if it's not something that's going to send you to the hospital, you don't want to be sick. So there are simple things we can keep doing. And it's important to also know what everyone has a runny nose this time of year, but what's the difference between a little runny nose and when I'm sick, mm -hmm. right? In terms of staying home, right? And so when I heard you were, you're saying before, you know, like I was getting sweats in the middle of the night and I had a fever or, or I'm really have body aches or Though I know certainly if you're throwing up or those kind of things, like that's when you need to take take the moment and be like, yep, I got to stay home. I'm I'm sick here. And importantly, you want to go get tested. And the reason I, I want everyone to get tested is knowing what you have allows you to know if treatment is is possible for you, particularly if you're a senior citizen, if you are over 65 Knowing if you have flu or COVID or, or really what you have means that you can get treatment. And it, what we're seeing is it's our seniors who are in the hospital right now mm -hmm. with flu, with COVID. Um, and taking medicine could keep you out of the hospital and could save your life. Okay, I'm going to say something that you absolutely hate, but here we go. Um, so I think as I've gotten older, I'm not a senior citizen just yet. Um, <laughs> I... I really feel like the body will take care of itself for the most part. And I'm trying to stay away from vaccines and I'm trying to stay away from medicines. But at some point or another, it's got to be done. So for somebody that like me, that is sort of not anti, just wants to see if the body is going to work itself out first. Mm -hmm. At what point do I say, all right, it's time to go see a doctor. All right. It's yeah. time to get vaccinated or whatever. Yeah. So I, I hear that. I hear that a lot. And that's, you know, look, and not everyone is at the same risk. So you need to know yourself and your and your body. But look, we know these vaccines can be helpful at any age. Think about, for example, long COVID. I think you might have heard of that. This is where people are getting long symptoms from even a mild illness of COVID. And no one wants to be sick, as we're all talking about, but certainly not for a long time. Getting vaccinated actually reduces your risk of those uh, of long COVID, of something turning into a longer 
sickness. Um, so even if you want your body to work it out, it, it probably could, but it could take a long time. Vaccines can help you get over it much quicker. Okay. So let the me just, po- I'm sorry. Yeah. Let me just double yeah. down on that for a second. And I'm not talking about myself, but I do know that there are some of our listeners that are absolutely no way, no vaccine for me. Yep. So if they are like that, what can they do to protect themselves without a vaccine? Yeah. Okay. If, if vaccine is not your choice, don't forget about treatment, right? So if you do get sick, this is why it's so important, particularly if you're not vaccinated, to get tested and get treatment, right? So we all want to try to tough it out, but like, don't always tough it out, right? Mm-hmm. Get tested. Um, particularly, you know, look, if you have an underlying condition or if you are also around someone who could get more sick, the fact that you get treatment can help you recover quickly, be less infectious and potentially have you not spread it to someone else. So, you know, think about getting treatment. So if vaccine's not your choice, treatment is still available. That's why testing is so important to know what you have. Go, go to urgent care, go to a pharmacy, go to your doctor, get tested for flu or COVID um, and some of these other bugs that are circulating. And then you can get treatment if we have it for that particular virus. All right. So we have Dr. Mandy Cohen, director of the CDC on with us. And can you clarify something for me? Because um, I'm Hashtag team vaccine. Got my flu vaccine, my COVID vaccine, um, just because I know it may not prevent me from getting sick, but it's definitely going to help with my symptoms for sure. If I do, it won't be as bad. It won't be as long. Is if you're, if you're getting vaccines, are you strictly doing it for yourself or is it true? Like I've always heard, you know, we visited our elderly parents over the holidays mm-hmm. and I felt compelled to get these vaccines because I was going to be around my 80 plus year old mother-in-law who has dementia. So is it, is it beneficial to get vaccines for others or are you strictly doing it for yourself? I think it's both. It certainly starts with protecting yourself, right, from the worst of what this could could be from a virus, but certainly thinking about who you are around. And getting vaccinated, meaning, again, doesn't mean you won't ever get it, but it means less likely and for less long, and then thus spreading it to others becomes less likely. But that's why also using testing ahead of maybe when you are seeing the grandparents, right? Um, I'll just say, right, I am not, for example, generally a someone who is testing regular, but if I am going to see someone who is elderly or is frail, I will test ahead of time just to make sure that I am not bringing something uh, to uh, to folks uh, un- unknowingly, right? So you want to think about yourself, your own risk, but also who are you going to be around? Dr. Cohen, I've got two young kids. One's in daycare, and we all know that is mm. a petri dish. Yes. Oh, for, for, oh my gosh, I think we were <laughs> sick for three months. And that kind of is what it is. And we kept our daughter home as much as we can because we're fortunate to be in that place. But is there anything for families with working parents who kids, whose kids are in daycare or school that they can do as a family to stay more healthy beyond vaccines to sort of mitigate all those sicknesses their kids are bringing home? Yeah. Oh, I so remember this. So my kids are nine and 11, so not so much in a Petri dish now, but I get it. Um, and so keeping your kids, you know, uh, well around this time is tough. So one, making sure that they can do as much as they possibly can to like wash their hands. And when you're home, washing down surfaces, particularly if you can wipe down counters and the 
faucets on the sinks and of course the toys, particularly if they put in their mouth. So, and, you know, it's not going to be perfect when they're, you know, at their uh, child care centers, but when you're home, trying to wipe down all those surfaces is important. Um, and then, you know, doing the best you can when they are sick, again, to the pediatrician, uh, making sure the kids stay hydrated, uh, use Tylenol and Advil to, to make sure their symptoms are under control. Um, and then, look, kids are, are, are usually are able to bounce back, but it is actually our kids under the age of five that we're seeing getting pretty sick from flu right now. Um, so you do want to really pay attention. Not every virus is the same. So do pay attention to your kid. And are they eating and drinking? You want to make sure, you know, um, you know, if ever if they're having trouble breathing, right, we're, we're in a different place. You need to really keep on top of our little kids because some of these viruses can really take a turn for, for some of them. Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.